Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Moving on to episode four, Jennifer, directed by Dario Argento, uh, from a screenplay by <laughs> Stephen Weber. Weber? I never know. Is, I think it's I Weber. Say, I say Weber, but you're right. It's a single B. Maybe I also I'm like wrong. to say it the German way and say Weber, but I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it is based on a short story by Bruce Jones. And I think... I meant to double check this. Um, I believe the short story originally appeared in Playboy, which, oh, cool. on one hand, Playboy, I mean, Stephen King had stories in Playboy. Playboy used to do that. They had a lot of fiction in there. So it wasn't like a sign of anything that it was in Playboy, but it's also very appropriate that it was in Playboy. Um, yeah. Uh, he also did the story for My Boyfriend's Back, which is a movie I liked. In I liked that movie. I never rewatched it. I wonder how it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with this story, okay. honestly. Yeah. Uh, the story itself. <laughs> um, let's dive in. Tell everybody what the story of Jennifer is. Um, it's... It, are we, we're spoiling it, right? Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, everybody, <laughs> th- these are 50 minutes. We, can, we can't really talk about them without talking about all of them. So, so I think this is about a succubus, right? I suppose, yeah. So, in my mind, this is... <laughs> Sometimes I create different narratives to help me enjoy things. So in my mind, this is about a succubus. And cop Stephen Weber, who is very hot in this. I think I just haven't been outside in a while. <laughs> Stephen Weber. Was Stephen Weber always hot? Because he looked good in this. Anyways. He's, he's a good looking man. He's not my, he, I don't know. He's, he's, he's he not is, Michael but Shannon. Then, <laughs> I saw your tweet. Yeah, I I get it. <laughs> but like, no, same though. But he showed up, and I was like, Stephen Weber. But um, so he's a cop, I guess, which is weird. He's a very we'll, bad cop, but yes, we'll get into that. So he's a cop, and he's just like eating some food, and then well, he's no, no, like, no. he's I'm not like... just eating some food, Christine. <laughs> he is eating. Him and his partner are eating Chinese food and drinking coffee. What the fuck? Who does that? Um, it's weird. There's a CGI fly. It's all very weird. So he, the CGI he gets, fly. It's weird. There's so so he gets out on. of his car and he's like, mm, I'm going to go over here. And then he sees 
like a guy like about to chop up a lady and he as any good cop would do shoots the man because don't let him to chop up that lady the man who warns him no it's not what you think he does and then but again very unhelpful like he could have given a little bit more info and he was like jennifer and like i guess like but tell me like tell me what's up tell me this is a succubus i probably won't believe you but at least i'll know And then, so, like, then we're, he leaves Jennifer on the ground for a long time, all tied up. Very uncomfortable, in my opinion. But then it's all because there's a reveal. She got a wild face. Her mm-hmm. face is wild. Um, she's got a weird mouth and weird teeth and a weird nose and weird eyes. Her face is wild. So, you know, he kills the guy. He's a little upset. He goes home. His wife is sexually aggressive with him, and it's strange, and I don't necessarily understand why it was there. But then he's all, like, thinking about weird Jennifer, and he's like, I guess I like Jennifer now. So he's a cop that then goes to a mental institution, I think, is where she was, and goes and gets her out of the shower and takes her home? I don't know why. Like you do. Any this, why any of this was allowed to happen. So she, he brings scantily constantly scantily clad jennifer Holmes. yeah for some reason they can't just like go to kmart and buy her pants and a bra i don't know why that was so difficult but put her in sweats she's traumatized whatever they also use the r word a lot and really hard (laughs) yeah and i guess it was still not it was still kind of being used in 2005 but it's like not age well like a hard r like oh boy okay i see how you feel about the subject kind of r um so, but, like, she's wearing a lot of, like, really nice, I mentioned this to Zach, like, really nice pastels. Like, who got her such pretty clothes? Anyways, she's <laughs> very pretty clothes. Very nice outfit in this one. Um, she, he brings her home to, you know, the, the house where his wife and teenage son live. Puts her on the couch with her wild, wild face and trauma and doesn't <laughs> tell anybody she's in the house. As you do. What the fuck is that? So, long story short, the son ends up seeing her boobs, obviously, and she bites the wife, wife's mouth. What the fuck is even happening in this movie? <laughs> so the wife and the son leave, again, as you do, but only after Jennifer eats their cat, which you knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer eats their cat, and you're like, well, yeah, obviously. And now at this point, you ha- you're like, well, Stephen Weber is under her thrall. Obviously, because right. she's a succubus. Again, I feel like I'm doing a little bit more work than I should have to. Um, Stephen Weber is straight up banging her at this point, mm-hmm. like, and he seems not not too uncomfortable about it. There's I would I would like, argue that Jennifer is straight up banging Stephen Weber because he, I there mean, are, every sex scene is the same exact uh, positioning, if you will. This is this is fair, but he's again male rape is a thing. Oh, he's a participant, I, sure, but. This is, yeah, he's like, he's on board with oh, he He's totally um, into it. But I'm just saying, it is one more thing that I find hilarious about this episode. There uh, are, what is it, three <laughs> sex scenes, and all three of them are the exact same position, which I just don't really get. And one of them, it's like, a sex scene happens, she's on top riding him, we get about maybe a minute and a half of other stuff happening, and then we get the same exact sex scene and in a different setting. <laughs> like, I, I started to talk through it. Because it was just constant. Um, So Stephen Weber is making increasingly bad choices. Again, I have to assume it's the thrall. Because he's a cop. 
And like this woman, you took this woman oh. away from where she should have been and she ate your cat. You're a cop. Why is this all so okay to you? Anyways, Jennifer eats a little Asian girl, which is just wild to me that this is happening. And then, so Stephen Weber goes to the freak show and says, hey, come take or kill this thing that's in my house. And like Jennifer kills this freak show guy too obviously so they moved to the woods together which was a weird turn if you guys think that christine's just like talking quickly through plot points no 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 this is the story she's essentially reading stephen weber's screenplay they moved to the woods together and then he gets a job and nobody asks each other their names what was that he gets a job and then like at least a day later after he's been working he introduces himself to the person who owns the store it was so strange I get things are different in little towns, but like, hi, I'm Frank. He never even introduced <laughs> Didn't himself. Didn't he have to fill out a W two or or no? Did they not? I mean, I that, have to assume she was just paying him cash, like Lucy Goosey, um, off the grid. Because and he is like drinking constantly at this point. Um, and then uh, Jennifer eats the shop owner's kid's dick off, which <laughs> yes, is like what happens. And then at this point, this is it. Jennifer has eaten a man's dick, so Stephen Weber's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill her." So, guys, remember the beginning of the episode? Mm. Now Stephen Weber has become the killing, because <gasps> so he takes Jennifer out, and he's like, "I'm gonna cut you up, Miss Jennifer," and then a hunter shoots him, and with his dying breath, he lets the hunter know she's a succubus and to be careful and to not get involved. Actually, he just says Jennifer. Jennifer. I wonder if he actually said. Jennifer with one N. <laughs> you know, an uncommon spelling of a common name. But it's very important that you spell it that way. <sighs> so yeah. this is this is wild. You want to know what's really wild? I love the succubus thing. I also love that like that um circular storytelling. Oh yeah, like the yeah. thing that happened at the beginning is also the thing that's gonna. Ha- I loved it structurally really on point also love a good succubus it's awesome she she like ruins these dudes lives and like fucks their life force away and then they get shot because they're disposable great cool i love that about you jennifer but it's everything in between is really strange in the fact that steven Weber wrote it <laughs> um now that you're saying all this it actually does make me want to go and read the short story because you're right there are things about this that are really interesting the idea just the succubus idea and the idea that she has so much power without ever speaking without ever you know having to be anything and that the men because it's not just Steven Weaver it's also later it's the kid whose dick gets eaten off like there are there is something very interesting to how the men are so powerless against her that as soon as they see this beautiful body, it doesn't matter what her face is, well, that they... ever has that dream or that visiony thing where she has, like, a non-wild face. So I wonder if, like, after a while, all you see is the non-wild face. Like, mm. you don't even register right, that right. She's, she's wild-looking. This is very interesting. Yeah, the, I mean, the concept is, is really interesting. And it's very, like, to me, this is the one that I think is so funny as being, like, how heterosexual can a show be? 
kind oh. of thing because it is just so i mean the fact that she is blonde and of course she has big boobs with this teeny tiny waist and just everything about her is so a straight white dude writing this and making it it's just that it is executed very poorly because this i think this could have been good and i think if you put this in the hands of like if stuart gordon directed this I think it would have been clever and weird and funny, and I think it could have been something really cool. But the problem, I think, is that Dario Argento isn't, like, I don't think he's saying any, he's really, like, saying anything with it or getting the humor. I think he thinks he's telling a sexy story. And maybe somebody finds this sexy. I'm I'm not saying anything if you do. But that's not interesting for what the story is telling, especially for me being not a heterosexual man watching this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't answer the first question, Christine. Is Dario Argento a master of horror? Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Now, this came at a rougher point in his career, if you will. Um, there's movies. I have no idea what these movies are. I'm looking at his filmography so you had, um, you know, let's see, Phantom of the Opera is 98, Sleepless 2001, The Card Player. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have this. So we really, like, hadn't been doing big, heavy things. And then you get the triumvirate of Mother of Tears, Giallo, and Dracula 3D. Oh, get me out of here. Yes. So Dario Argento was a master of horror. It will always be a master of horror, if you will. But this did not come at a time when anybody was eager to call him a current master of horror for sure but still i mean like iconic entries in his filmography um and i've never been like this is the first time i've seen this because like i had kind of mentioned before i picked what i would i picked what i watched based on director so i know there's a couple in season one i just never looked at because i didn't really care and I never heard anything good about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, not that I don't care about Argento. It's just not really my cup of tea. Same. Um, but like, I don't know. I was just looking and apparently it's actually like a graphic story. And Bernie Wrightson, who is very good, if anybody knows that artist, <laughs> drew it. And I mm. would, I now need that in my eyes because I don't hate this. And it, and yes, it is weird. And, is it anti-woman? I don't know. She does kill and eat people, but like <laughs> she she wins in the end. Um, I I don't know. It it is and it, it's it's aggressive and there's there's like again like the R the hitting the hard R is is weird and uh, I feel like still 2005 is not 91. So like it's it seems a little bit too much. But the the fact that that Stephen Weber stars in this but also wrote the teleplay makes me feel weird like <laughs> it just and, it, and then she, yeah. and then she grabbed his dick like did he write that like it was they were like it was like really sexually aggressive well and to me like the thing that from the beginning because i i watched this when it aired and i didn't remember thinking i just kind of remember being like this was not for me like this was made for a dude that was gonna jack off to this i don't know it wasn't for me and so going back into it i was really curious i'm like i have no idea how this will age and what I found, like, within the first 10 minutes, um, I was like, this is another uh, straight guy wet dream. And how much so that the first, when he comes home to his wife, and like we're saying, the wife is throwing herself at him, and he's like, no, no, I don't want it. And it's just, there's something about that that is so gross. Well, he had just killed a man. I guess. Yeah, he had killed a man. <laughs> sure. She see- 
she's the one that seemed a little it was a little much just then and it's fair but there was something about it that like oh that he it's and this is true of any time that and I always think of like Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein is a great example of that like whenever an actor is writing his material and his character is like the the greatest gift to women it's just very like okay Stephen Weber you really thought a lot of yourself huh and right yeah and so that like his his wife just throwing herself it was like Ugh. and then it turns into a rape scene. <laughs> Which, great, okay, now I have, what, three in a row of of how many more rape scenes can I have in Masters of Horror? And it's a, it's a, it's a hard one. It's, it's a weird one. There's no real, um, just addressing of it. It just, and again, like, yes, he did kill a man. Like, that would fuck you up. If you're a cop and you come home, there is a weird, probably, aspect of violence that suddenly you have to confront, and sure. But the episode doesn't seem to think it's worth lingering on something again just for for uh, that i find interesting because it is so distracting because it happens three times three times he has sex with jennifer all three times she is on top of him and yeah. yet the rape scene is him trying to anally rape his wife okay there's some there's just feels something so aggressive about that that i don't understand mm-hmm. um yeah so there's that uh I'm looking at, like, my notes and seeing other things I wrote. Um, Is it about how stupid and weak men are, or am I being too generous to the story? I think that maybe the original story might be. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Mm -hmm. It's definitely there. I wish it was there more. Yeah. And I wish that maybe we, if she was, I don't know, is she an evil, conniving thing or is this literally her biological push is this how just how she survives or is she being actively manipulative i don't know why would you ask questions about jennifer just because the episode is titled jennifer doesn't mean it's about jennifer in any way i want to know more about jennifer well (laughs) dario argento doesn't like where's the other end jen come on let's talk i had no problem with her i just i don't know there was makeup i actually thought the makeup design like worked it was great it was weird but not like it it wasn't so weird that you couldn't understand a dude like steven weaver being like yeah all right you can still fuck me just you know put your hair in front of your face i'm good yeah it's not like she's like oozing pus out of her face like it's just like her face looks like it got um like somebody took skin and bone and twisted it around a couple of times yeah it's not yeah it it was fine again surprisingly I found Dance of the Dead more uh, offensive to my delicate sensibilities than this. Well, Dance of the Dead is a wor- is by far a worse episode. Yeah. And at least this one, you can kind of tune it out and ignore it. Like, Dance of the Dead was so aggressively yeah. bad. Like, it wouldn't let you, it wouldn't let you disengage from no. how awful it was. Well, this does have one thing that I really hate, which is la, 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 la. Yes. Did the music not make you want to throw something at your television? Well, it was like half the time it was a, a bad knockoff goblin, which was just like, come on. <laughs> and then it was on, bad knockoff Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, but like, so there is one, it's so fucking weird. I think it's when he's taking her to his shack. They get in the car and it's 100% psycho 
ripoff music. And You're even right. the way the car is framed. And I was like, why is this psycho all of a sudden? And then it stopped. Like it did, did it for like 55 seconds. And then it was like, mm, enough of that. <laughs> like, wait, why though? Why did you even bother doing it? It's there's a lot of decisions in this one that I question because they just seem like such odd decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why any of it? I don't know. Um, it has a Frankenstein homage where the little girl is picking flowers and Jennifer comes up to her and then eats her. Um, I get, and I get, like that's a scene where I'm like, that's funny. Like that's trying to be funny it's clearly meant to, you're meant to watch that and be like, ha Frankenstein. I wish, and, and part of it too, like, I think this was always something with our, a lot of Argento stuff. Some of it was the, the fact that he was directing in Italian and then movies were being dubbed over. And so a lot of the tone always kind of felt weird where you yeah. didn't know if it was meant to be super serious or not. And there's something about this that feels Again, if he had winked a little more, maybe this would have been something that would have really worked. Mm -hmm. But the sex scenes are so earnest that it just feels like it's him jacking off for 51 minutes. It's they're weird and excessive and like there is other stuff you could do. So to say like, like, I don't know, we we there was nothing else we had to we had to burn the runtime by having multiple of the same sex the same scenes. sex scene like, like well no you could have could have done something else like i don't know anything about her he could have been a cop and looked into like other cases where she might have been involved like anything you could have literally done anything or it could have been 40 minutes and it would have had better pacing this is extremely true yeah, there were, this was the only, aside from Imprint, which is the Takashi Miku one, this is the only other episode that did have cuts that Showtime insisted on. And mm. they were two of apparently like, it's probably penis because, you know, there's no reason to cut boobs and vagina. Um, but there were apparently two cuts that had to get made during the sex scenes. And I guarantee it was because, oh my God, we can't show penis. Huh, interesting. Which again, is just, the more I say that, pisses me off a lot. Because I don't need to see Stephen Weber's penis. I get the feeling that you do. Um, and that's fine. You know what? During these times of quarantine, I might. That's I don't fair. know. That's totally I'm fair. I'm still really conflicted about it. It's... <laughs> Just go watch, rewatch Nick Garris' The Shining remake. And I think you'll have your answer on whether Stephen I don't want to watch that, though. I know. Please um, don't make me. Well, I'd like to announce our next episode is going oh, to... Oh, no! <laughs> no. Um, I wouldn't do that to myself again. Yeah. Um... So yeah, like there were even edits to the sex scenes and yet they're still like, it's not that, I mean, they're Cinemax level, like they're not hardcore um, because God forbid you see any dick because then we, you know, can't allow women's eyes to see that and men's eyes will, will explode if they do, I guess, because it just goes to show more how this is made for men. Yeah. This whole series is, is clearly, it's, it's a, this whole series is a no girls allowed sign on, yeah. on a clubhouse. It really does feel that way. And again, like I'm, I am thankful that again, the first, ep the first two episodes, but especially the first episode, which is a, f a woman's story and is not, even though it, it has a very vicious rape scene, um, it 
at least that one feels a little bit more inclusive. Of course, again, mm-hmm. as I say that, I have to also add, yeah, the most inclusive one so far had a rape scene. But all of the three of the four so far have had a rape scene, right? Um, or mm-hmm. some or a woman being abused one way or another by a force that was male. Um, yeah, it's... Ugh. And even like, uh, we get the... Which I understand if you are making a movie... Um, especially in the horror genre, and you have a, a hospital orderly. I understand the rule that that hospital orderly has to be gross and probably a rapist, because that's always been true of orderlies on film. But even the scene of like the orderly watching her shower is just gross. Like, yeah, that was really unnecessary, right? Yeah, yeah very much. Um, but yeah, so it sounded like I think you liked this one a little more than. Um, probably me or maybe even what I would have thought. I mean, I think because I watched it the day after I watched Dance of the Dead, yeah. I was like, oh. well, this is a walk in the park compared to that. <laughs> I guess I guess Dance of the Dead had a meanness yeah. to it that this didn't necessarily have. This This one did feel, I don't know if I want to say predatory, but it did feel like not great. But in a different kind of way, maybe. This one felt more um, ignorant than mean, I guess. Yeah. Right? Where Dance of the Dead is aggressive. Um, This one just feels like these are dudes thinking they're telling this this really important story. Or this really, like, I don't know, interesting story. And it's just so defined by their point of view that to you and I, it just looks so limited. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess the only, one of the main things that I, that would irritate me about this is the, the fact that it could have been better. Like I can see clear ways that it could have been better. So that bums me out. But like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just like, I, I think the real strange thing is the fact that Steven Weber was like, let me write this for me. Yeah. Which is weird. It it is, because then you... And I don't know, like, I mean, Steve, as far as I know, like, nothing bad has ever been said of him. He seems like a nice guy, but, like, it just makes you think, like, oh, so I'm just imagining the casting sessions where he got to pick out Jennifer, and, like, suddenly it feels... Oh, so this is the girl that's gonna bounce around on top of me. three times. Like, it's... (laughs) In the exact same way. (laughs) In the exact same way, because that's apparently how we believe men want to watch a sex scene, because that's who we're making this show for. It's just, like, that's where I start to get very, like, thinking about it. But, I don't know. Yeah, the end product, there's there's an interesting kernel there. I just don't think it's executed in a way that satisfies me. For sure. Yeah. All right, well, do you have any more to say about Jennifer with one N? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Okay. Uh, well, that that's it for now. When next we meet, we are going to be diving into Mick Garris's segment, Chocolate. So get ready for that. Uh, I was born ready. <laughs> you think you were. Just wait. Sitting very still Is she sleeping 
what it would be like if she loved me. Now just lately, this happy song, it came along and I had to somehow try and tell you. Jennifer, Jennifer, long 